host Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right, what's going on, everybody? What is goody? Um, let's see. Uh, we are on Married at First Sight, Season 12, Episode 13, Unanswered Questions. Now, this is um a, a change in, I guess, Married at First Sight history, because I think probably in the last couple of years, they would, um, what's it called? They would, uh... At, at this point, they would have the couples do a sort of a, uh, maybe the last two or three years, they would have them do a recommitment. It'd be a recommitment episode where the next week after the month anniversary, they would have them say, okay, hey, do you want to recommit or do you want to leave this marriage? And, you know, everybody would like, for the most part, everybody would recommit. I don't, I don't recall if there was anybody who was like, nope, I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm out of here. I don't remember not to say that that didn't happen, but I I don't remember. I don't recall anybody saying no, but for some reason, something is sticking in my head that a person did say yes, that they wanted to uh, call it quits at the recommitment episode. But, um, but this time they're doing it differently where they're saying, okay, we have some odd days left before decision day. What are some of the answers? I mean, what are some of the questions that you have that have not gained an answer yet? What are, what are some of your unanswered questions? And I thought that was pretty interesting. But um, before we get into that, we, um, we go to... Uh, Brianna and Vincent. So it's the thirty-seven. It's day thirty-seven of marriage, and there's nineteen days left before decision day. All right. So Brianna and Vincent they decide to see what their uh, monthly expenses are. So uh, Brianna puts her whips out her laptop and puts it on the big screen on the big television screen, so everyone can see. <laughs> So everyone can see how much money they make. I mean, not how much money they make, but how much money they spend on different things, whether it's entertainment, lifestyle, uh, dinners, blah, 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 all all that stuff. I mean, I didn't really want to be all up in their business and stop. I mean, I was definitely curious to see what was going on, you know, um, and to see their, uh, their expenses, um, subject by subject, but I was like, ah, I, I, I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I'm sure they'll explain themselves in, in, in some way, so um, they were talking, and uh, between them, it was like, oh, $400, $400 a month in clothes, um, $250, $250 in hair, which is uh, Brianna, because, you know, Vincent is bald, so we know that, <laughs> And he's like, okay. And um, uh, Vincent is like, man, we need to, we need to um, put, you know, she's like, yeah, I, I, I use my hair. I mean, I, I get my hair done. So it's two hundred fifty dollars a month for hair. He's like, okay. And he's like, you know what? Maybe we should bring down our uh entertainment to like two hundred dollars a month. You know, like you know, taking you out and all that stuff. She was like, what? What? Bring it down to two hundred dollars a month? That's one date. 
I'm like, what? A- excuse me? I said that out loud. I was like, hold on, what? Wh- what? $200 is one date? Where are we going? What are you talking about? $200 is one date. Yo, th- there is two for 20 at freaking Fridays, okay? <laughs> Why are we spending $200 on the date? Even even if we do, like, multiple things. Like, okay, let's say, I don't know. Um, Let's say uh, Fridays, then we go, like, mini golfing. That's probably like twenty bucks, and or from no let's say let's say that's forty bucks. So that's twenty bucks for what's it called Target? Target what? <laughs> twenty bucks for Fridays. Uh, forty for mini golf. That's sixty, and let's say a movie. That's twenty dollars again. No, you know let's say just say forty dollars for like um the tickets and like popcorn and all that good stuff. So that's forty dollars. Boom. So that's like $100, right? Uh, again, I've told you that I'm horrible in math. So that's $100 right there. That is a fun-filled night. And you're saying that he needs to put it down $100 more. And yes, I did say he needs to put down. Because remember, women like it when men pay. So, and of course, wh- and why would she be appalled if um uh she's not paying? You know? Um... It's it's not like it's half because if it was like okay two hundred dollars for entertainment okay so a hundred dollars each uh, Vincent puts in the money and what's her face puts in the money um, but no she's like what that's one date it's like hmm that's that's crazy so two hundred two hundred dollars she expects to be taken on two hundred dollar dates that's insane um, that's insane. And then he's like, all right, let's put it up to like $350 a month. And she's like, okay, all right, we'll deal with that. I'm like, damn, son. So that's mad money, bro. You know? Um, I mean, no, that, that's not even mad money. What am I talking about? Like, if it's $200, if it's $200 for the month, that's amazing if you could bring it down because um, there's Groupon, there's all that stuff. But she's saying if we're only going to be able to spend $200 a month for entertainment that is one date so in one date they will use the monthly expense that is crazy that is crazy so you know that well i mean they've only been married for uh 37 days but still so who knows how much money vincent would have spent already uh in the month that they've been married you know what i mean just to satisfy her needs or whatever that's that's crazy. I'm telling you, man. I love Brianna. Okay, okay, that's good. That's nice. So, um, but um, Vincent said that you know, you know, later in life, that once they get a house, once they have a big TV and a pool table, why do we need to go out? And I feel you. You know, I, I mean, I I understand you don't want to go out as much because everything out there that you would do is inside the home, and. Brianna, of course, says, you know, even though we're going to be married, I still want to be courted, you know, a.k.a. I still want you to freaking spend money on me. And um, she, she's like, I still want to go out and experience things and still live life, which I understand. I get it. You don't want to be um, at home all the time. And also, two date nights should be 
encouraged as a married couple, especially once the kids come around. Because, yeah, I don't know why Brianna thinks that it's going to be happy fun time all the time where it's like, okay, let's go here, let's go here. Now when you have kids, (laughs) once you have kids, your ass is staying home, okay? (laughs) So... Um, you better be lucky that we have that pool table and the freaking TV and a pool, uh, a, a pool, you know, in the in the backyard and stuff like that. Because, mm-mm, yeah, y'all, y'all ain't gonna be going out as much. You know, all that money's gonna go to the kids. So, um, no, but definitely, yes, she she is she is right though that you should not stop um, dating. You should you shouldn't stop dating. You guys should be still. Um, wanting each other as opposed to Brianna who only wants to be courted even though she has yet to say what she's going to do for Vincent but um she is right on that Uh, Vincent should still be trying to court her even though he has her and Brianna should still be putting in effort too even though she has him so yeah it's gonna be a interesting conversation that they have and again it's expenses, man. It's expenses. I, I, I've been there, you know, again, I say it every episode, <laughs> you know, me and my fiance, <clears throat> sorry, ex-fiance, uh, failed because of that, that and religion, because uh, of expenses. I proposed to her when I had no money and, um, yeah, uh, it was a bad, bad thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was a bad thing to do because she didn't see a future. How was I gonna how was I gonna pay for the uh house? What was I gonna do? I I didn't necessarily lack ambition, but it was more so you know, yeah, how how are we gonna facilitate this, you know? So yeah. Don't worry, don't worry, I won't bog you down with the story again. I know longtime listeners are like, Oh my god, he's talking about her again, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so I get it. I completely get it. It, it, it gives, it gives me flashback memories. And, and this is, and this is the thing that I am worried that I will never be good at when, or if I ever get into a relationship again, again, the cuddling, the getting you gifts, paying attention to you, you know, giving you a good time in bed. I like, I I'm set in all that stuff, but like when it comes to the real, real, real shit, the you know expenses where are we going to live you know uh money you know monthly down are we renting are we buying like that real stuff like property i'm i'm at a loss i cannot do it i i feel that i'm going to fail i am going to fail in that retrospect and yeah i just can't do it and i know that if i can't do it i know i'm going to be looked at um I'm going to be looked at a different way with um, my partner because my partner is going to be like, man, he can't even uh, he can't even like get adjusted to this. You know, how how is he going to protect me as a man in the future? You know what? Forget it. I'm just going to go out with somebody else. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um yeah, I'm probably going to have to, like, learn all that stuff just so I don't get uh, kicked out of the game again, out of the dating pool, because I don't know all this man shit, <laughs> you know? But, uh, but yeah. Yeah, so with with this whole talk with Brianna and Vincent, I totally understand, man. I feel it, uh, and, it and it sucks. But, um, but, but, 
Brianna says that she doesn't want, even though there'll be stuff in the house, she doesn't want to get off work, sit at the house, and and not do anything. That That's not why she got married. And she says she needs some excitement. Again, I completely understand. I completely understand you, Brianna. But I'm going to have to hit you with some reality. It's not going to happen all the time. <laughs> okay? I, I doubt that you'll be able to go out like you said. Let's say if you have kids and stuff like that. Uh, maybe once every two weeks you'll be able to do something, probably. Because, you know, where are you, where are you going to keep the kids at? You know, where are you going to keep them at? Yeah, and your moms and all that stuff or his moms and stuff. But, like, you won't be able to do that all the time. You're going to have to. Those are your kids. Those are your responsibility. So, yeah, you're not going to be able to have the free time or excitement that you think that you think that you're going to get through a marriage. You know, um, sorry to burst your bubble, but that's how it's going to be. <laughs> and, of course, I am not married, but all my friends are. <laughs> And they're all in the same spot. Yes, of course, they'll do special events and, and blah, blah, blah. But mainly, yeah, they're staying at home. Not necessarily doing nothing, but they are uh, at home. Like, wh- why do why do women think that once you're married, you're going backwards and like, oh, now I can go to the clubs, but with my husband now? Like, no. Like, What? That's not happening. <laughs> you settled for this life. Live it. You know? I don't, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so it's 18 days um, until decision day. So we're up to Virginia and Eric. And they are meeting with Pastor Cal. So, oh, no, well, uh, I'm sorry. Eric is meeting with Pastor Cal because, oh, the, the queen has returned. Dr. Pepper Schwartz and everybody has been wondering, hey, like where has she been this entire season? And and the thing is, I mean, it hasn't been said, but when somebody said it in the comments, I was like, oh, duh. Like, yeah, you have to remember. Well, I mean, we're not done with it, but you have to remember at the time of this filming of this show, COVID is really strong. COVID is running rampant. So Dr. Pepper Schwartz is not a spring chicken, you know, so she has to... um watch herself so she can't be gallivanting all around the states and going back and forth to atlanta all the time so when she comes down you know it's important and this is one of those times with the unanswered questions so she has come down and she talks to the ladies of the couples and pastor cal talks to the men so uh eric is first and he asked eric i'm sorry pastor cal asks eric what are some of the highlights of the relationship. And he says, yeah, we get along great. We have the same mannerisms and, and, and all that stuff. And it, um, it, it feels great. Oh, wait, I, wait, I think actually pastor Cal for some reason talked with, uh, she talked, he talked with, um, I think he talked, I think pastor Cal talked with, Virginia actually um but yeah so she yeah oh, wait I, I don't remember now hmm okay but I know with Eric's answers he said they get they get along they have the same mannerisms oh no maybe was that or was that or was that Virginia I really don't remember now I think it's Virginia my mind is telling me that it was Virginia saying this 
Yeah, it was Virginia saying this. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe Pastor Cal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It definitely was. So she says that they get along great. They have the same mannerisms. And um, everything is going good. But she has a fear of being pregnant. And also a fear of being a bad mom. Because she would say that... Uh, you know, her par- her parents um, would put her in the middle of, like, arguments and, and all those things. And she really, like, doesn't want that. She doesn't want to put that burden on the on the kid. So she doesn't want to do that. And Pastor Cal's like, well, if you're aware of these traumas now, that means you're being mindful of your future kids. So you probably will not do that. And you probably will be a great mom since you already recognize it right now, which is very true. I understand that. And um, Pastor Cal also said, uh, you must let him know that you hate the I'm done mentality. Because again, like I said last episode and probably other episodes before, uh, Eric has a very um, uh, finite thing, finite view where he just says, oh, you don't want to do that? Fine. Well, if you don't want to do that, then I'm done. Um, Oh, oh, you want to do you want to go that way? Well, I mean, if you want to go that way, that's cool. But uh, I'm done. He always does that just to get his way and it's freaking annoying (laughs) and she needs to let him she needs to let him know that 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 you you can't stand by that that it's freaking annoying so over uh so it's eric now and eric says that um uh he goes back to to freaking taking care of rocky again and then the mom then the mom um um Dr. Pepper is, you know, she just she just goes straight up. She says, why do you need to be that dog's mom? I mean, that dog's dad. And he was like, oh, because, you know, I want to train it and I want to make it, you know, good and all that stuff. And she's like, OK, what if what if Rocky was a child from Virginia's previous marriage? Um, You wouldn't and you were, and you were like, oh, let me try to train him to be like a good kid and stuff like that. You know that that would not be cool, and Eric is like, "Wow, you like you're absolutely right. I didn't even think about that. Like it's not." And she's like, "Yeah, let let Virginia take care of Rocky. That's her child. Let Virginia take care of Rocky, however she sees fit, and just suck it up." He's like, "Okay." And Doctor Pepper asks Eric because he's concerned with Virginia to ask Virginia to stop drinking all the time, or at least not to drink. Um, because their, their arguments happen post, like still in their drunken state, because you know, them, they don't just have a drink and then, you know, that's it. They get, they get drunk to get smashed. So like, she'll have like a, you know, six or seven hour binge and she'll just have that high within her and they start talking and they, that's when they let like everything out. Cause you know, drinking is about, uh well it's not about but drinking uh gets out uh truth serum you know so you start talking that shit (laughs) you know what i mean and uh yeah it's always it's always um yeah it's it's always a bad thing with them and (laughs) and it's so funny because i i wrote in my notes i'm saying that man you set you set Eric up for beef because Virginia is never giving that up. Like we, we come on, man. She has a 
schedule of when she drinks Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All right, those are her three days of drinking. She drinks on a weeknight. <laughs> she drinks to get drunk on a weeknight. How in the hell does she get in to work Friday mornings? She doesn't because she always says that she is always late to work. I am surprised and shocked that she has not lost her job yet. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Ryan and Clara. So I believe. Oh yeah, this is um, yeah, this is Ryan. I don't know who he's speaking to. I believe is maybe Dr. Pepper. Um. Um, no, maybe he's talking to um, Pascal. But anyway, uh, Ryan says that they have instant instant magnetic connection, something that you just feel. And the high point, and the, I mean, that was the high point. And the challenge is, is that, well, he says, oh, I can't think of anything at the top of my head. Oh, no, yep, he's talking to pa uh, Dr. Pepper. And Dr. Pepper is, you know, in the confessional saying, mm uh, p people who want to portray the perfect couple is full of crock because there's there's no way that any no one is perfect that means no marriage is perfect so when people say they can't think of anything they're hiding something or whatever so um dr pepper says that have you talked to claire about spirituality and have you had that combo um because that's a big thing in in your life because um dr pepper has said she asked ryan yeah she asked ryan if her parent if his parents are uh ministers and they both are and hey i've been through that my fiance are both elders in their respective church and he's you know, very much a spiritual person. And Dr. Pepper just says, hey, so are you, you guys are still like waiting, meaning on the sex? And Ryan says, yes. And then Dr. Pepper says, well, how does she feel about that? And he's like, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should ask her. Maybe I should like dig a little deeper. And I'm like, man, you better dig deep in that ass. That's what you need to do. Like, how do you not know? How do you not know how she feels? Especially with everything that everybody's saying now, because everybody is saying, everybody's, I guess, taking that clip of Clara talking with the other girls in her apartment, literally, where she says that she gets Ryan off every night, and then Haley chimes in, and you get nothing. And people have taken that to heart, saying that she literally gets nothing. And for me, um, at first it made me my head back and i'm like mm, i don't know if she doesn't get nothing like like nothing like okay so she says that uh clara says that she gets him off every night so let's assuming that it's head and um a hand job com combination okay so boom he ejaculates okay and then what he just goes to bed and then she doesn't get anything i doubt that because i mean I shouldn't say I doubt that. Well, I doubt it. Uh, but that's not to say it's not possible. But the thing is, is that Clara has specifically said that we've done everything else but have uh, intercourse. So it's like if she is saying that if people perceive her, for, if people perceive that she doesn't get anything, then how can she be doing everything else? 
but have sex. You know what I mean? So, so I think she would have been more specific if she wasn't, if he wasn't being reciprocal. And, uh, yeah, if he wasn't being reciprocal, because I, from what Clara has said, I believe that, you know, she's getting him off. Well, she said it, you know, so let's say head and jerking him off, right? Okay. And then he either fingers her or gives her cunnilingus. And, I mean, and kissing. <laughs> and gets her off because he already got off. And then, like, that's it. So, I'm sure there's other things. I mean, maybe he's freaking titty-fucking her, too. You know? And splooging all over her chest. Okay, fine. So Because cause she's saying everything. We're doing everything else. So, that's what I'm saying. I think that she does get pleasure. But it's just like, again, she says, well, if we're doing everything else, what does it matter if we just go all the way now? Because we've done everything else. So I'm going with the theory that Ryan does hook her up with some stuff. But obviously she wants the dick, (laughs) you know, because, you know, she wants it, man. (laughs) And, And rightfully so. But then again, of course, she can't force him. You know, he's on his little star boy journey or something like that. But, um, yeah. So, I get it. I, I, I get it. it. It sucks. Um, And Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper says that she senses rejection and a lack of commitment, possibly. And Clara is scared to say I love you because she doesn't want to upset Ryan and Pastor Cal has concern about that because he Pastor Cal is saying, like, look, you shouldn't hide your feelings because of the way your partner might not receive them. Because now you're just bottling up these feelings and you should be able to just boom, say whatever you need to say. And well not suffer the repercussions, but take take them on take them head on because it's unfair to diminish your light because somebody else doesn't want to receive it. So we go to uh, Virginia and Eric. And um, Virginia is super happy that Rocky is her problem now. <laughs> because Yeah, because they, they come back to their apartment and is like, oh yeah, so how, how did it go with the, you know, with the expert? And um, yeah, Virginia is super happy that Dr. Pepper has said that Rocky is her problem. Um, but she, but Eric is like, yeah, we need to like stop drinking. She's like, mm, no, he's <laughs> like, I'm not going to stop drinking because, uh, Virginia's like those, the problems that we've been having would have came up regardless if we were drinking or not. And I'm like, damn, son, you really do not want to give up drinking. What is wrong with you? You freaking alcoholic. Good Lord. And he's like, well, you know, I, I really think that we should at least, you know, if if we're gonna talk about stuff, it shouldn't be under, you know, a drinking duress and all that stuff. And she's like, mm, I'm not talking about it anymore. I'm not talking about it. And just shuts it off like, whoa, you really can't give up drinking. Like, that's crazy. I would love to see it. I would love to see if you gave her this proposition, if you're like, okay, you had to give up one 
drinking or Rocky? What would you pick? I would love to see her freaking have a mental explosion <laughs> with her anxiety, like, and just like, you know, just combust because she wouldn't know what to do because uh, she needs help. Um, but at least she admitted that. So good on her. She's getting a, a she's doing a mental health. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so definitely the dog and drinking are her coping mechanisms. And if you take those away, she's nothing, you know, so it, it sucks. She, she definitely needs the help. Um, so Eric isn't happy. Um, oh yeah. And she, she was talking about her fear of having kids and stuff. And she was the one, he still wants her to have kids. And, and she's like, I'm, I'm scared because I don't want to tell you that I might not want to have kids. And he's like, well, I'm, well, he's like, well, if you can't have kids because of whatever, like, okay, I understand that, that, you know, you, you physically cannot have kids because of some ailment. He, he, he understands that. And he's not going to leave for that. And I'm like, mm, but that doesn't mean he's not going to leave because you choose to not have kids. And you know what? That's right on him. You know, I believe that men should also be able to leave without a uh, leave a relationship without judgment, just like a woman can. Oh, you're not you're not providing me with whatever. You're not doing this, whatever. And they all have the power in the world to leave. And all the women are uh uh cheering them on like yay go ahead girl yes clean you know a guy should be like oh wait you don't want to give me kids you don't want to give me kids all right well i'm out you know he's not he's not forcing her um maybe he was probably promised before because why would you go into it if she said no from the beginning and of course i know this is a different situation they're mad at first sight but again like let's say a traditional marriage if all of a sudden you know, your girl was saying, yeah, 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 I want to have kids, I want to have kids. And then down the line, you guys get married, and then two years later, she's like, yeah, you know what, I don't want to have kids. That that man has the right to leave, and he should be without judgment because he was given a promise, and that promise was broken. And that's a big promise, you know, kids, for, for men. Men stereotypically want to have kids, usually, you know. Um, you know, pass pass down lineage, or just to freaking have fun in the family, man. They want to have a family, and you're saying no, I'm not doing that anymore. So I was like, all right, well, I'm out, and he shouldn't be um berated for that or judged on that, you know. But um, oh yeah, he also asks because his, um his concern with Virginia is that. She always plans ahead, and she always stacks up her weekends with her friends. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, drink, drink, drink. So um, he says, hey, well, hey, um, can you just, like, sometimes take a weekend off so it's just you and me? Like, you know, you and your friends can have, like, the three three other weekends, but for me, can I just have one? And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if, we, if you plan it, like, sure, and stuff like that. But it's like, yo, why are you always planning the weekend for, like, can't we just chill out? And then that's that. That was me speaking. And then him, Eric was just saying like, well, sometimes I won't be able to plan so ahead because of my schedule. Sometimes you're just going to have to cancel. And she's like, I'm not canceling the, anything with my friends. And he's like, well, 
we're married. Like, you know, you're, I'm sorry that you want you don't want to hang out with your husband. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're going to have to cancel stuff. And she's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. I'm like, wow. Yo, you really love that single life, man. Because I get it. He's a freaking, uh, I was going to say a flight attendant. He's a pilot. So, yeah, he maybe because of his job, he can't request off like four weekends down the line. So let's say something comes up and he, I don't know, he happens to be free. Someone takes his shift. So he's like, oh, babe, I'm free. I'm free tomorrow. You know, tomorrow, Saturday. Hey, let's go to the park. Let's go. Let's go on a picnic. And she's like, mm, sorry. I'm going out with Claire. Remember, it's Saturday. It's drinking day. It's drinking night. And he's like, yeah, but I want you. I want to hang out with you. Nope, sorry. I already planned this two months in advance. Sorry. You know, like, what? Damn, that sucks. You know, I thought I thought Virginia was controlling. I mean, I thought Eric was controlling. But uh, Virginia is controlling the situation. She's like, sorry. Uh... Weekends are booked with with the boys, with the buddies. Sorry. That's messed up. <laughs> um moving right moving right along. Um let's see. Let's see what we got here. Rustling my feathers, rustling my papers. Oh, so we're back to Ryan and Clara. Okay. So um Clara definitely wants Ryan to be more open and um Her, you know, uh, yeah, Clara definitely wants Ryan to be more open. Her parents don't go to church, and um, and they, because Clara was pleading that with the whole religion thing, um, yeah, her parents don't go to church, and they've been like married for like I don't know thirty seven years, and they've just been fine. So she doesn't see why that she needs to conform to such a rigid uh strategy of living when her parents are, are, are just fine. Um, and Ryan's like, whoa, like that's, that's definitely not what I'm looking for in a marriage. And also he was talking about, uh, she was talking about the kids too. And she doesn't, he doesn't, she doesn't really want her kids to be in that stuff. I mean, well, t to be, to have such a rigid mindset. And he was like, whoa, you know, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I'm looking for in a marriage. Uh, kids being raised in the church is very important to me. So mm, that's what I dealt with uh, a religious girl back in the day where, I mean, I didn't necessarily want my kids raised in the church, but I wasn't opposed to them seeking knowledge about the church and maybe teaching them stories about, you know, like Moses and Noah and all that stuff. But um, she was like, no, I can't. I'm agnostic. So it's not going to work out for our kids. I was like, this is the third date. <laughs> you know, why are we talking about kids already? Um, but yeah, she, she didn't want to, um, she didn't want to date anymore. So she's married now with, with, I'm, I'm assuming an agnostic person. And I don't know if they're having kids or, or not. Um, but yeah, there, there's that. So yeah. Um, and then Clara is asked, what are your thoughts and feelings? Oh, no, no. Um, yeah, Clara is asked by Ryan, what are your thoughts and feelings on my feelings about sex? And she says, well, the more that is talked about, I know that the more 
it gets pushed down the line and he's like yep mm-hmm. and then she's like well you know to tell you the truth i'm sexually frustrated but i have respect for you and she's like he's like okay and then he says well you know i don't want it to be like a checkbox like okay you know we we got married we went on a honeymoon check we got married check we went on a honeymoon check we got an apartment check or we have sex check you know he says i want it to be special and um she and he she's like well is that happen is that happening anytime soon and he's like i don't know and it's like fam like what the and she has like this dumbfounded face like what what do i have to do how much gluck gluck 9000 do i have to do to freaking get this dude's dick in me <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, oh, man, I feel bad for Clara. Oh, Lord. <laughs> anyway, Paige and Chris, 18 days till decision day. Okay, so, um, Paige. Paige is with Dr. Pepper, and, you know, they're just talking about everything that's happened, and Dr. Pepper feels completely sorry about what happened, and, um, uh, Lisa, what? Paige asks herself, like, why did you want to get married but not close the book on your past? And she's just asking. That's one of the unanswered questions that she wants to ask Chris. And um, Chris, on the other side, with uh, Pastor Cal, of course, Chris in Chris fashion comes late because they were supposed to start at 7 p.m. And he comes in at 745. And um, he says that, um, yeah, Pastor Cal notes, uh, claims that Chris said that him and Paige look good on paper. And Chris said, yeah, I, de I definitely said that we looked on paper, look good on paper. But he says that, you know, I wouldn't have stepped up to her if I saw her in a bar or in a church and say, ooh, I want her. He's just saying that, like, yeah, her face, her face is something that I don't like. And I was like, damn, he just kept it real. I mean, hey, that's his thing, right? He kept it honest. He's he's always kept it brutally honest. So, yeah, he's not feeling he's not feeling her face. And he says, like, man, you freaking, yo, I'm in Atlanta. You, you could have found me a black queen, a white queen, an Hispanic queen. But, like, you, out of all, out of all the millions of queens that I just named, then you got me this one? And I was like, damn, threw her under the bus. Good Lord. And um, he's like, and but Pastor Cal is defending uh, Paige. He's like, okay, you wanted us, you wanted a power couple. She is everything that you told us that you wanted in every other category. She fit that, but the face is the thing that uh turns you off. And he's like, yeah, I mean, I gotta look at you, you know. You know? And I, hey, I I understand what he's talking about. I have to look at you. I have to be attracted to you because yeah, you can have all that shit, but if I'm not feeling you. What do, what do you want me to do? <laughs> you know, but then Pastor Cal gets mad and says that you never gave it a chance to for for her attraction for attraction to grow with her. And I mean, he's been. I mean, what? I don't. I don't know what time they broke up, but like what? Let's say day fifteen. You know, so he he got married with her. He went on the honeymoon. They fucked every, literally every day. You know, he he went through the gamut, man. He fucked her every day, and he's like, you know what? I'm good. 
Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. And yeah, I, hey, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Um, he, 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 he gave it a shot. Um, but Pastor Cal is pissed. He's like, yeah, you never gave your marriage a shot and attention to grow. But he's like, yeah, I did. And he didn't, he didn't give the explanation, but I'm like, yeah, y'all had sex mad times every day, hung out every day, had sex every day. And it's like, all right. He probably just thought she was okay. And I guess for him, he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to be with an okay wife. And I understand that, you know, um, not necessarily, not necessarily, not necessarily saying I agree, but he does not want that. Can't fault him. Yeah, I mean you can, but it's like, yo, if you don't if you don't like somebody, you don't like somebody. But I just wish that he would have found that sooner as opposed to uh dragging it out <laughs> and giving her like living hell, you know? It was, it was horrible. But yeah. Um Um and Pastor Kyle's like, okay, fine. You went, you went through all this. You've been engaged twice, and you're married now, and none of this stuff worked. What I want you to do now for your next adventure, whatever, where it's, uh, you know, dating or or whatever, and say, what am I learning from this? Because it seems like you're not learning anything here. And he's like, oh, okay, you know, to how to deal in a relationship because you're not, it's it's not working. It's like, okay, fine. So we got 17 days left. Uh, Vincent goes in to talk. And um, I believe he's with Pastor Cal. And he says, like, yeah, the high points is like we have fun. We we uh, watch for each other. We watch each other's back and all that stuff. And he's like, OK. Then he says something profound because I think they were talking about what were they talking about? Um, uh, You know, uh, Vincent's um, innate, I guess, ability to just want to. um. Well, not ability. His 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 innate need to be a people pleaser and to please his wife. And Pastor Cal says, pleasing your wife is not pleasing your wife is not doing everything she says. Pleasing your wife is being the best person you can be by enjoying by expressing your emotions and feelings towards her. And I completely and I yo I felt that I was like preach preach Pastor Cal because it's true. Um. Because if because if you do everything that she says, she's just gonna call you a pushover, you know. And if you do everything that you're not said, she's that she says you she's just gonna call you abusive, <laughs> you know. So you need to find that sweet spot and um, be the best person that you can be because that's all she wants. She doesn't want she doesn't want to feel that she made a mistake in marrying you, you know. Because as we all know you were not her first choice. <laughs> so, and I don't mean uh Brianna and Vincent. I mean everybody. <laughs> like that's that's like that's like the little secret that um women don't like to uh talk about is that um you were not like wh- whoever like your like your wife did not choose you as her first choice as husband. She had somebody else in mind. I'm not saying that she settled for you but she had somebody else in mind so you need to assure her that she made the right decision in going with the choice that she went with which is you so um yeah 
yeah, you definitely you definitely need to do that. Um so uh where am I at? Oh, okay, so I'm with Brianna, and she's talking with Dr. Pepper, and she says the high points for her have been just very joyous. Uh, Vincent is very kind, um, and uh, Dr. Pepper says, "Well, do you think he would have? Do you think he would have been this special?" And she's like, "No, I did not. Why not? Why didn't you think that?" You, why didn't you think that your husband that was specially handcrafted for you and what you need not be special? I don't, yo, Brianna gets on my nerves. Anyway, um, she says that the low points are that she does have communication. I mean, they have communication problems, which they do. We've talked about that. Uh, Vinny definitely needs help in communicating and uh, Brianna needs help in how to communicate what she wants to say because sometimes she can come off as rude because um, as it was said she likes to be direct and he likes to hold things in Um, and one of the questions that Dr. Pepper wants Brianna to ask uh, Vincent is why is financial stability so important to him and it's like, she, and she says, I worked hard for my money, so I want to enjoy it. I want to travel and pretty much have, like, have fun in life. And it's like, what? I don't get, I don't get why she needs to ask um, Vincent why financial stability is so important to him. You know why, before we even get to his answer, you know why financial stability is so important to him? Because if he didn't have money, you would fucking leave. That's why financial stability is important to him. What the fuck kind of question is this? (laughs) This makes no sense. We know that chicks leave if their men don't have any money. So, yeah, he wants to assure himself that he has money so you don't leave his ass. That's a dumb question. (laughs) Like, what do you mean? Why is financial stability so important to you, bitch? Because you're going to leave me. That's why. You're going to leave. Okay? You don't care about for better or for worse. You care about if I have money or not. And if I don't, you will leave. And then you'll start talking your woes to somebody else, some other dude who has money. And then you'll leave me for him. This is why. Why is this Why is this a secret? <laughs> why isn't this obvious? That's why. But yeah, so he says, so um, uh, Brianna says that, yeah, I, I want to travel. I want to, you know, have fun in my life. And she says that, but Vincent, you know, is planning for the future. Yeah, he's planning for the future. He wants to have, freaking have stability. He wants to have a house as opposed to an apartment or whatever and have kids and be stable and have some place to live for the rest of his life as opposed to just throwing the money away. Brianna wants to do with her $250 hair and $200 dinner dates that she doesn't pay for. So where's that money going to? Anyway, so uh, Dr. Pepper assumes that Vinny is a proud man, so money to him is more than just about money. Um, So Brianna says, okay, I'll ask him and she's also afraid of 
going through birth because she has high blood pressure. So I don't mean, oh, damn, I forget how old she is, but her main concern is that she has high blood pressure. So when you are pregnant too, you get even more uh, high blood pressure. So she's just worried about the uh, her her medical, you know, her me- her medical condition, and she doesn't want to, um, you know, she doesn't want to uh, die. Essentially, that's that's essentially what she's saying. She doesn't want to die. So, um, I hear on that. So, um, we finally get to Haley and Jacob. And I think, uh, this is Jacob and he's talking to Pastor Cal, I believe. And one of the questions that he wants to ask Haley is, why did you decide to pull back? And then the funny thing is, cause, yeah, cause I, I don't know. I don't know why she would decide to throw, uh, pull back. But then they go to a flashback like 37 days ago on her, the first night of the honeymoon. And she literally says why she's holding back because she says our conversations hit a wall and I don't know anything about him. And that's the truth. She still doesn't know anything about him and their conversations always fall flat. Like she'll ask him one thing, he'll answer or maybe he'll give a non-answer and do some sort of 80s joke, dad joke, and then boom, dead. The conversation's over and it's like, fam, what are you doing? Get it together. Um, and he also wants to ask what are, what are her expectations of a husband? Um, because for him, the expectations of a wife is just pretty much a lifetime partner and someone to start a family with. I mean, that's pretty simple. Um, and, uh, uh, Dr. Pepper is talking with Haley and she says, you know, yeah, I asked for a guy who's independent, who has his shit together and he has a stable job and see, this is all, this is, this is why I do do not go out and start dating because this is exactly what women want. They want a guy who's independent. They want a guy who has his shit together, meaning he needs to have money. I'm not talking about being a baller or whatever, but he needs to have money and he, he, he needs to have a stable job. Yeah. To attain, to accrue that money. (laughs) So I get it. So he has a shit together, meaning he has a place, he has a vehicle to get to work and he's doing okay for himself. And I do not have that. I don't even have, I don't have any of that. <laughs> so this is why, and 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 this is a 27-year-old, okay? Haley's 27 and she's asking for this. Not not to say that she can't ask for it. I'm just saying that she's asking for it and that's her prerogative. But for me, I'm 41 and I do not have this stuff, you know? So I am way out of my league. Not out of, I'm not saying that I want to get with Haley. I'm just saying I am out of my league i i should be having what she is talking about 20 years ago (laughs) you know what i mean or 15 years ago whatever so um that's why i'm scared to go back out it's rough out there it's rough um and she says that he can't verbalize his thoughts and his words and because she asked him what have he's what has he been doing for the past four years in Atlanta and he just can't answer the question and he's like I don't know you know I just dated and it's like man you can't talk about the last 10 years of being in the city that you're in and he just can't do it so um but oh freaking Dr. Pepper so she comes in with the freaking bullet and she's like it seems like jacob has 
made many changes for you, but it seems like you haven't made any. This is Dr. Pepper, okay? She hasn't even been here, and she freaking knows all that shit. See, I told y'all. I told y'all. You you know, you, all you guys are on Team Haley. And I'm like, look, he. I, what did I say? I said he changed, and and also they cha- they showed flashbacks of all the all the changes that he did. He changed his wardrobe for her, changed his diet. She went, he went along with that freaking tarot card thing, you know. She went with, he went with all of that shit. And what has she done? Nothing, nothing. All right, and um, yeah, so um. Dr. Pepper is saying, like, yeah, she, Dr. Pepper assumes that Haley just wants somebody to just drop into her life and, you know, just go accordingly. And that's not going to happen. Um, and Haley starts crying. She's like, oh, I've been crying all month. And she, and she says she feels like it's a sense of failure because she gets her high expectations from her parents. And again, Talk about the parent shit, man. Like, it's freaking crazy. Like, she, she from her parents, her parents always wanted her to get high grades and all that stuff. So, that would cause uh, anxiety. So, it, so, she always had to be perfect or things would have to go smoothly once. So, with this, she's like, I don't get it. He's a great guy. Whatever, all this stuff. He does these things for me. But I, I, I'm not attracted to him. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then she starts crying. Because she feels like she's failing. Because she, in her life, she has no room for error. And that's her parents' fault. So, fuck you, parents. <laughs> fuck you, Haley's parents. All right? That's, look what look at what you did to your daughter. Okay? You tried to make her this freaking special-ass, super wonder kid. And you fucked her up mentally. Awesome. Way to go. So, we have uh, Brinson. Brinson. <laughs> Brianna and Vincent, they, um, they're talking together, and he's like, yeah, um, our spending time is different, and he's like, listen, I mean, our spending habits are different, and he's like, listen, I, I've got the fancy cars, I don't need them anymore, because she said, why is financial stability so important to you, and he's like, listen, I did all that stuff, I, I did all the fancy cars, I'm good, I'm done, I'm done with all that, I, I want to have a family, a stable house, and all that good stuff, just like I said before, and she's like, well, you know, I still want to be, I still want to be courted, you know, AKA, I want you to spend your money on me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, listen, I mean, I'm, that's still going to happen. It's not like all the money is going into the house, but a good portion of it is. Sorry, it, but he, but he did say that he, he is going to court her. So calm the fuck down, uh, Brianna, <laughs> you know, so. But it's like, all right, fine. But, you know, you got to, we got to compromise. We got to compromise. The compromise is a big thing. And, and because he asked her, because he, um at the beginning of the episode, I forgot that Vinny works late. He works late hours. So when he comes home, he goes right to bed. But then like Brianna, let's say it's like seven o'clock in the morning. So Brianna wants him to wake up and he's like, yo, I, not that he just got to bed, but I need my sleep time and he's like yo like give me like two more hours she's like two more hours oh my god like let's let's do stuff together it's 7 a.m and he's like yo i am freaking tired i work like a 12 13 hour like shift and he's like yo what do i have to do to um 
make you stop doing that because I'm fucking tired. <laughs> That's why he said like we have to compromise. And she's like, well, you know, you you we can go to bed earlier, and you need to stop uh playing on your phone right be right before you go to bed because um your mind continues to race right before you go to bed if if you're if you stop using your phone he's like all right you know i could do that that's cool but like what again what are you gonna compromise and she's like "Mm, uh maybe i'll go to bed early too and he's like but he's like that's not a compromise because you already do that (laughs) you know so again we're seeing it we're seeing the cracks we're seeing the cracks um so he's frustrated because oh yeah and then he and then he tell and uh brianna tells him about the uh the scared of birth thing and the high blood pressure and he's like like you know the kid can die i could die it's crazy and she's like oh my god like you can see the frustration on his face all this from all this new information that i'm telling him and yeah he's like yeah i'm pretty frustrated because he can't imagine him on his deathbed and not having his children around you know to like watch him die or whatever and I can understand that too. I mean, not necessarily that. I've never, I never thought of that. But for me, I never thought of, I, can, I really never really thought of not having children. I always thought that I was going to. I mean, oh, I mean, I am way off if I ever, if I ever do. But my, but my biggest, my biggest thing. I don't know if I ever um, talked about this. Like, I don't want to say premonition, but this dream that would, that I would kind of have periodically where. Um, it's far into the future and it's Thanksgiving and I'm, and I'm with my wife where we're at the table. I'm at the head of the table and she's behind me, like with her, uh, hands with her hands on my shoulders and we're looking around the table and we have like five kids. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) We have five kids, right? And the five kids have their significant others or you know, wives or husbands, however, but the, you know, all of them are with somebody and there, and we see their kids, their, their kids are there too, having fun, playing around and whatever. And, you know, with a whole bunch of, you know, Thanksgiving type food on the table. And I'm just looking cause like this, this, I'm pretty sure this is happens like after we eat because all the kids are playing and stuff like that. And me and my wife are looking like, wow, like we, like we did this you know, like, like we did this and, and, and I'm just like smiling and she's smiling too. And that is like one of my, that is a reoccurring dream that, I, well, that I used to have. I haven't had that dream in a very long time, but I just, I just remember it. And, um, that has always given me not hope, but like a smile to say like, wow, like that's exactly how I would want, um, that's how I would want my future to be, you know, with, with my kids, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Uh, I remember sharing that with my ex fiance and she was like, Oh my God, like that's going to be sweet when we, when that happens to us. And you know, apparently it, it it's no, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, that's how I always felt. So I, I understand Vinny's plight where he says, um, you know, he can't imagine, uh, being on his deathbed and not have his children around. So I, I, I definitely understand it. So 17 days until decision day. That's the last thing. Um, so we're back at Jerry Goob. Um, I, f- I forget what happens here. 
Um, but I guess to me, it just feels that I forget what their scene is, but um, I apparently I wrote all these notes saying I feel that at this point it's just obligation. Um, yeah, nobody wants nobody wants to nobody wants to fail. Um, and they're both worried about failure and they also don't want to be the one to pull the trigger on the end of the marriage. This is Haley and Jacob. And because Haley's like, um, Haley, Jacob's like, oh, this is my last chance at marriage, I believe. And I'm like, yo, you're 38. What? I don't think it is. But then again, I'm 41. So I already, I already feel that um, my time for marriage is done. And I got dissed at 32. So, okay, okay, Jacob, I kind of feel you on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you. Um. Yeah, and he and he was saying, oh, but he finally answered the question, saying, you know, in the past ten years, he just like pretty much stayed to himself because all his friends started having kids, and at thirty three, he started to try and find his wife because, yeah, all all his friends were having kids and and all that stuff. So he's just like, man, I'm thirty three. I need to freaking get get going. So that was five years ago for him. So he hasn't found anybody yet. Well, I mean, well, he has now. He has Haley, but. Uh, I don't know if that's going to work or not, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Uh, looks pretty bad with them. All right, so um, we are on. I mean, that's that's the end of that episode. We are on card 28 of the SkinDeep.com's The And Self-Edition Card Game. Okay, we are on card 28. Let's see what this bad boy has to say. What are the third and fourth options? Ooh. Okay, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm going to take that as uh, what are the third and fourth options of getting this paper or, you know, just elevating. And, um, well, the, well the, first, the first option is, of course, podcasting. Well, no. The first option is finishing my book. The second option is continuing this podcasting. The third option is uh copywriting i'm trying to get back into that to try to see if i can uh leverage my way into um doing that again well not even well i don't know if i want to say again but really doing it for the um first time officially so then i can quit my job uh my day job and then just do that so i would do the copywriting and then i would do the podcasting and then I would complete try to complete my book and I would be so freaking happy if that happened, you know? So yeah, that those, those are the third and fourth options of trying to get this life better. You know what I mean? All right. So, um, all right. So that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the inquisitive nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers, such as Google podcast, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. That is TinkPod. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So, after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.